Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire, where coaches learn skill mastery, business mastery, and life mastery at a whole new level. If you're ready to create a meaningful coaching business that makes a difference, you're in the right place. And now your host, Master Coach Instructor, Molly Claire. Hey coaches, today I have an amazing interview with Sharon Wyrant. Sharon is a chronic fatigue coach and she has just published a best-selling book and she is a beautiful soul. I'm really excited to have her share some thoughts with you, some insights, a little about her personal journey. And for those of you that are wondering if this is really relevant because this may not be anywhere near your niche, I promise you that there is a lot of value in listening to this. Sharon and I talk a little bit about what's been the most impactful for her as she has built her business. We talk a little bit about her own personal coaching style. And of course, we talk about the unique population that she helps. So I'm really excited to share all of this with you. And by the way, in case you did not get the email, those of you on my email list, you should have already received it. Um, But I am opening up a very small group that I am working with in the new year. So if you are a new-ish coach and you could use a little support as you lay the foundation, this is for you. Spots are extremely limited. I'm not just saying that. I'm going to be working with 12 coaches in an intimate setting for 90 days. So if you are interested, please email support at mollyclair.com and we'll get you taken care of. We'll uh, send you the application and we can see if it is the right fit for you in the new year. So thanks for being here. And here is today's interview. All right. So I have a treat for you all today on the podcast. I have Sharon. You've been on the podcast before, haven't you, Sharon? I have. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. So Sharon is such an amazing coach. She is a mentor in the Coaching Collective, and she has just written a best-selling book. And I have like a special place in my heart for Sharon as a human and as a coach and also for your niche. So I'm just really excited for you to share all of your wisdom and experience today. Awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I am so excited to share. I can't believe I actually did this. I know, right? This is your book. This is your fault, Molly. (laughs) I will take full responsibility for the blame of your amazing book. So yeah, it was so much, it was actually so much fun, but yet so much growth happened throughout this entire process. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, and um, you know, when this airs just last week, I interviewed Everett, who you and I both worked with on yeah. our books. So um, I have the feeling that a few coaches that have had it on the back burner are going to want to do it and they should, right? Yes, they should. <laughs> it really helps bring everything that we're doing to so much clarity. Yeah. Yes, totally. Okay. So we're going to talk all about this. So Sharon is amazing. And Sharon, tell the audience about who you help. I help people who have chronic fatigue, whether it's chronic fatigue syndrome with ME, mile, I'm not even going to bother pronouncing it, but if you have ME, you know what ME is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an autoimmune illness, if you have just chronic stress in your life, if you have chronic illness or even compassion fatigue because you are a caretaker, whether for another human or for animals, 
this, my, my book and the people that I help are all within that framework. That's it. Yes. Yes. And I, of course, experienced chronic fatigue and that was something you and I had connected on. Yeah. And I think also, don't you find that a lot of people, whether they have a chronic illness or whether they just experience this chronic fatigue, so often it's people who are empathic, highly empathic, highly sensitive. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. that's actually, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a scientist. So the more people I work with, that's kind of data that I, I want to keep to the side to see if there is some kind of relationship there. Yes. Yeah. I think I've definitely seen that to be true just in my limited experience with it, with myself and working with other clients as well. And of course, learning from the Optimum Health Clinic, which I know you're working with. So, yes. Okay. So, so that is Sharon. And then tell us a little bit about your book then, what's it called and tell us what it's about. What does it cover? All right. So the book is Tired Yet Wired, Breaking Your Chronic Fatigue Cycle. So the book is about breaking that chronic fatigue cycle. I talk about my, my journey, how I actually became chronically fatigued, Mm -hmm. which was just a combination of, um, overworking, overplaying, Mm -hmm. just overdoing and Mm -hmm. taking life challenging events and turning them into something more than what they really are. So Mm -hmm. some people might call that a small T trauma, such as, you know, when I was very young, I was bullied. And of course I kept all that anxiety within me Mm because, you know, way back in the seventies, you don't know how to express that therapy or it was thought of as, you know, doing something that, you know, calling the therapist shrinks and stuff like that mm-hmm. to, you know, an unhealthy, unhealthy relationships. And, and then finding myself in a job that I had to do a lot of traveling and all of that culminated into stressing out my nervous system. It mm-hmm. kept it on high because I was running faster than what my body really wanted. Mm-hmm. And that just opened the door for you know, viruses lay dormant in our bodies. It's that's normal, mm-hmm. but being on such a high alert, my immune system was overworking. So mm-hmm. that made it weaker. So I had all these viruses, um, reactivate. Mm-hmm. And then I was exposed to toxic mold. Mm-hmm. And then and it just it, layers one thing on top of another. Exactly. And yeah. along with also like my, my thinking habits weren't exactly, Christine, mm-hmm. I had, you know, this inner critic telling me I had to achieve, I had to get all these certifications, I had to do all these things, I had to be a certain person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that helper tendency, which leads me to I always have to be available. Mm-hmm. So all of those things just created like this little mini storm until finally, it was like, I had to stop. Mm-hmm. And I write about when I stopped in my book because it was almost like an out of body experience. I, mm-hmm. I was in a yoga class and I had had several yoga classes where all I could do was lay in child pose. Mm-hmm. But this particular instructor, and I was feeling good that day, all the poses were all about letting go of resistance. Mm-hmm. And we moved back into downward dog and I'm settling in there. And she says, 
you know, ask yourself what you are resisting. And then literally it sounded like this bullhorn next to my ear, stop. And that's when I really, really started thinking about how I was going to stop. But then my mindset was like, no, you got to keep doing this work. It's very important work. You got to keep, you're going to miss it. So that feeling of missing out. So it took me a while, but the best thing I did was to, to resign, retire and Mm -hmm. start taking care of me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I love it. So, and you share that in your book. And then your book is very, I love that you address the thoughts in relation to how that really drove the things that got you to the place of having chronic fatigue. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's so many things. And I want to be careful. I want to back up and make sure that I'm not by any means suggesting to anyone that has a chronic illness that they are at fault or that they created it or they are the problem, right? I want to be very careful about that for sure. Yes. Um, Yes. But the reason I point that out is I know for me, it's been very helpful to identify the ways that some of my thought patterns have impacted the way I treat myself, right? Mentally, emotionally, physically, all of that. And so it's not about like blame or the reason or the problem why, but there's just so many different pieces that are important to understand in healing. Exactly. And we, we think that it's just one thing. So it's just, it's just the reactivated mono. And then it was, oh no, it's, it's, it's the toxic mold, Mm -hmm. but it's more than that. It's this big picture. We have a tendency to want to compartmentalize and keep things in, you know, just in a Mm -hmm. microscopic Mm-hmm. container when so many other pieces affect mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And I think especially like for my audience listening as coaches, we all want to find the solution, right? Let's fix this. Let's find out the cause and let's find out the solution and then we'll fix it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So and that's um, exactly my journey because mm-hmm. I'm a researcher by nature. And so I was doing a lot of research about the different illnesses, about the different viruses. Mm -hmm. And and then it led me to life coach work because I was Mm -hmm. feeling, I don't want to say I was super depressed, but it was like I was, this big dark cloud was always following me. Yeah. And I had a book written by Martha Beck jump out at me. And that's when I started my life coaching journey, which was more about, um, kind of tapping into your body as well as looking at your mindset. And my research just took me all the way to even how our emotions affect us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it, it is such an, I, I like the integral approach because I know like a lot of the coaches listening in my audience, they come across this with their clients at some point or another, right? Some aspect of this. Yeah. And it's like, I think it can be tricky because we never when we're doing emotion or cognitive work with our clients, we never want to dismiss the physical experience, right? And the physical pain. And yet I also think that if we don't look at or address how the cognitive and emotional pieces play into it, I don't know that people can have that whole healing experience. You can't separate one from the other. No, you can't. It's, it's, it's just one big thing. It's, it's, it's complex. It's beautifully complex. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think I love what you do. It's so powerful. I'm so glad you wrote the book. 
I rem- I don't remember where I was going, but I remember it had just been released and I took it with me on the plane wherever I was going and I just like plowed through it and absolutely loved it. So it's amazing. Thank you. And and I do, I want to share a little, and I know for all of you coaches listening, this may not be exactly your niche. This may be a little foreign or outside of the realm, but I think it's so valuable to listen to, well, first of all, Sharon's going to share some experiences of building her business as well. But I think even as you're listening to what she's sharing about how she helps people, I think it's always useful to think about how can I take this in and understand my clients better? How can I utilize this in my own niche, even though it seems a little bit different? I think there's Mm -hmm. so much value in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I want to ask you is, um, so for your niche, you have a lot of knowledge, right? You've done a lot of research. And yet you also do a lot of exploration with your clients, kind of holding that neutral space, we call it, right? Yeah. For you, how do these two things fit together? I think that what people who are ill or, or, or suffering from chronic fatigue, and, well, even the coaches building their, their, mm-hmm. their businesses, mm-hmm. they just need to get it out. They need to be heard. Yes. And by them hearing their own voice sometimes, one, they resolve their their problem, Mm -hmm. but it also helps them to then start coming back down into the body. Mm -hmm. And, and then I help the client kind of stay in their body and feel that when it's, when you're aligned with your thinking and with, and with your heart, Mm -hmm. how grounding and how, how settled it feels, and then go and do the thing that you want to do. But it is very important just to just to sit back and be that sounding board, especially someone with chronic illness, they are so accustomed to the eye roll, the, yeah, yeah, but do just take a nap. Mm -hmm. Oh, just, just plow through. Mm -hmm. They need to process what they're really feeling and what they're really thinking about what is happening because it is really happening in their bodies. Yes. And I want to highlight this because I know that especially coaches who really take a pretty um, aggressive cognitive approach, it can be very easy to overlook the importance and the value in being with the client and their thoughts and feelings. And sometimes in, in a client's like, and, and granted it's well-intentioned, right? The intention to help our clients have better thinking or more powerful thinking, whatever that means, right? right? What happens is it's like, in this effort to show what's happening factually and what's happening in someone's brain, it can actually be very dismissive of something that's valuable to listen to. Mm-hmm. And especially like Sharon, what you're talking about with, um, I, I know for me, so I'll just share a little bit about my experience with chronic fatigue. My scenario was I had a lot of things underneath building up. So sometimes chronic fatigue, Sharon knows this, sometimes chronic fatigue kind of comes on gradually. It's like the steady decline. And sometimes there is like kind of one trigger that like sinks the ship, right? Yes. And so for me, that was me. I had the boatload and I had all the things and I had the mindsets that Sharon's talking about, right? Push through, keep going, like just move forward. And it comes in a lot of the helper, a lot of the achiever patterns, all of that stuff. And underneath, I had a lot of things like some trauma like some physical things going on with my health, with my thyroid. So you have all of these different things underneath. And then one thing just like 
took me down. And just like that, I couldn't get out of bed the next day. The reason I did have a point in saying all this, Sharon, (laughs) you have to keep me on track here in the interview. My point is that when you experience something like this, and when all of you, when your clients experience something, whether it's a chronic illness, whether it is, you know, a tragedy with someone in their family or anything that they're struggling with, we want to be careful about not minimizing or like overlooking what their experience is. Because I had the same experience, Sharon. I was like, I literally one day was like, why can I not get out of bed anymore in the morning? Yeah. I, I'm trying to walk my kids to school and I go, I need a nap afterwards. And so I started going to doctors to see what was wrong. And you know what they did? Just what you said. Mm-hmm. A lot of eye rolling. Mm-hmm. Go get an antidepressant. <clears throat> Just go take a nap. Don't be so hard on yourself. Not right. really listening to what my experience was, which was not helpful. Yes. And the, and the key was to find somebody who could help or who was willing to listen. And for me, that was, mine came on gradually. Mine actually started when I was about 16. Mm -hmm. When I had wisdom, my my wisdom teeth were extracted. So for what, 38 years, this was the response. And it wasn't until 2017 when I actually found a physician who was willing to help. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, and I bet you, my guess is that you probably can remember vividly some of those moments of finally having someone that would help you. Yes. And And listening. And then the moments of relief as we were treating certain things and, and also being willing to go in when I was in a crash, Mm -hmm. that was really pivotal because that's when we discovered the toxic mold in my system. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then just recently, this, um, the doctor that's treating me for the toxic mold was starting to talk about infections where we had teeth extracted. So I just had that surgery. And let me tell you, it was like, he did the first one. It was like the lights turned on. And then when the third, I had three, three, what they call cavitations or osteonecrotic lesions. Mm -hmm. And I had the third one done and literally my body did this sigh of relief. I couldn't control that. It that was, is amazing. And I feel great. I mean, there's still fatigue there a little bit, but my body's been working hard for 38 years. I should give it I know, break. right? Oh my gosh. That is amazing. <laughs> and I just, I love that you bring your experience and your gifts. And I just, I see that you are going to be so impactful for so many people oh, that are you. struggling. And I just love it. <laughs> I want I want to talk a little bit about this because Sharon has a unique coaching style, as all of you do, right? We all have our unique way. And Sharon is one of the beloved mentors in our program. Our coaches love to work with her, especially for your body work. So tell us a little bit about what makes your coaching style or approach unique. I think it's how I hold space. I just allow the client to tell me it all. Mm-hmm. And then we start sifting. I think I spend a lot, a lot of time in the F line mm-hmm. and thank I, goodness. Yes. <laughs> we spend a lot of time there and we spend some time processing and there are different ways that I help the client process. Sometimes I use emotional freedom technique mm-hmm. and sometimes I allow them just to follow it and get curious and, and just notice what it's doing in the, in their body. And then if they're hearing a message, what is this feeling 
telling you. Mm-hmm. And then I have some other little tricks that I'm bringing on board, like for the, the client that is ready to make the leap into that new feeling state, mm-hmm. that new thought. So we, we work on processing that the negative piece, that unhelpful part. Mm-hmm. And then we settle into the new part that they want. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, we create an anchor. So it's a little bit of hypnosis, mm-hmm. we create an anchor. So then they can retrieve that state when they need it mm-hmm. or want it. We can always change our state. What I love about this, what I'm hearing is as I'm watching you and listening to you talk about this, that you are not in a rush with your clients. Mm-mm. And I think we were actually talking about this before that it's the same in your business, right? It is. That sense of, well, well, tell us a little bit about that, like your belief about where you are and where you're supposed to be. I just feel that I'm, I'm more, it's hard to explain. Like I'm, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just my past experience, anytime I've tried to rush that, mm-hmm. get far ahead, things just kind of like fell apart. It didn't feel right. There's this sense of urgency that I would go home with or go to sleep with mm-hmm. that I don't like anymore. Mm-hmm. So I believe I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Everything is, is folding in exactly when it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I'm able to, because I like things to be complete before mm-hmm. I put them out there. It offers mm-hmm. me the time to come to completion with whatever I'm working on and not be rushed. Mm-hmm. So therefore I'm offering a better product. I can't change anything except for right where I am now. I still have that big vision mm-hmm. and I keep that in mind where I'm at and how is this going to lead me there? It's how I make my decisions. Is it going mm-hmm. to lead me towards that? Which is why in the coaching collective, I love how we go through what we want, mm-hmm. what our yeah what our values are, what yes. our genius is, because all of those are your guideposts to yes, get that's exactly that it. true result. Exactly. And, and that's what I bring to everyone that I coach, whether it's someone f- through the coaching collective and they're working on their business to someone I'm working on with their chronic illness or their chronic pain. Mm-hmm. What are you, we aligned to your values? We align to mm-hmm your uniqueness, mm-hmm. you're going to feel better. Overall. Yeah. you That self-connection, that self-trust, that alignment, it's got to be the foundation. Yes, absolutely. So, so yeah. And I want to ask, because I know that, you know, people listening might think, oh yes, like I've heard before, I should think you're exactly where you should be. Right. And then we're like, okay, well, how do I think in that way? And I think for you, it's a very, it's very authentic and it's almost like you don't just think it, but you feel it. You embody it. It just is your reality. It is my reality. Yeah. 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 It's a practice that I started though a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that happened overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's like, I started thinking about, you know, stepping into beliefs and it was a, uh, an exercise that I actually did through the coaching collective where I sat into what do I want to feel? And then I named it Mm -hmm. and then I kind of morphed it into a practice that I did every two hours to bring my nervous system down. 
And so it's, it's called the stop process, but the way I have turned it, I turned it into the calmer process where you check in with yourself, you create, create an awareness of what you're feeling and what you're thinking. You lean into what you're feeling and then become more mindful. That's when you make some choices. And then the R is to, to reflect and, and choose how you want to move forward. So literally on my phone, every two hours, I have this beautiful ringtone that goes off Mm -hmm. and I say, stop Mm -hmm. my hands over my heart Mm -hmm. and I breathe in through my nose, slowly out through my mouth. And I reconnect. Mm -hmm. I feel my, if I'm sitting, I feel my bottom in the chair or if then I feel my feet on the floor, I get regrounded and I stay there until I feel that shift into the feeling that I want. And then I come out and I, I, I decide, well, do I want to continue with where I'm at or do I need to get up and go for a walk? Mm-hmm. And I think that practice alone has trained me to be in the moment. Yes. Right where I am, where I am. And I love that you speak about it as a practice, right? Something you committed to doing that does really shift your pattern. and. As I was listening to you, I was thinking about, I've actually thought this before, how if anyone's ever had like a Fitbit or anything like that, where it'll kind of have this buzz go off and say, it's time to move. And I remember saying one time, you know what I need? I need a watch that says it's time to stop. Yes. And, and I think that that's really true for everyone because even if someone isn't, doesn't appear physically busy, my guess is that every single one of us could benefit from pausing and just connecting with how we feel and, and getting grounded and present in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause we aren't as humans, we aren't designed to go like machines. Yeah. So we through, think the industri- we are. <laughs> yeah, through the industrial age, our society has created, you know, work hours and jobs. And it's become that we have to go, go, go. Cause we have to produce, 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 but that's not the human way. Mm. The human, we need sleep to rejuvenate and restore the brain needs to pause mm-hmm. it's what it takes what 15 minutes before it shifts from one task to the next mm-hmm. but what do we do we plow right through it and and that means that our body's eating up glucose so then we want the caffeinated drinks or the sugary snacks to keep up with the energy when the body and the brain are really saying i need a break mhm yes yes Oh, I, I just love the way that you put that and thinking about how really the expectations that we put on ourselves. And I think that, well, and that, you know, the world says like, this is how much you're supposed to work. This is how you're supposed to do this. And you should push through. And I think sometimes people have a little bit of fear of, you know, slowing down or pausing or listening to the body because they equate that with laziness or indulgence. Yes. Or I have to listen to my thoughts. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I think that sometimes we think about, okay, someone who's really intentional and intentional in their thinking is kind of that hard driver. Mm -hmm. But in reality, what you're describing in my, my reality anyway, right. Is that pausing, stopping, tuning back into yourself is perhaps the most intentional way that we can live our life. Absolutely. Yeah. Live intentionally. And actually I find that I produce more by slowing down. Absolutely. Because I'm clearer in what I want. 
mm-hmm. um, that it just doesn't, and I'm more focused and I have the energy and it gets done and then I'm free. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, your unique coaching style, I love. And tell me, tell us a little bit about anything that is a little unique to your business or the way that you've chosen to do your business. I just let it flow. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And it probably just seems normal to you. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I, I let it flow. Like I, I post more when I'm inspired rather than having a rigid structure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a structure mm-hmm. to my day, but it's, it's not rigid. It's not like the Monday one, you put every little task in Yeah, yeah. I do more like blocks and yeah. this block, I want to get these things done, mm-hmm. but yet I have the, I created motivation in that when I get those things done, the rest of the time is mine to do what I want. Mm-hmm. I usually have extra, extra time. Mm-hmm. I think as you're listening, because I'm, I'm sure that my listeners are thinking about, I, I hear all the time people thinking they should be more structured with their time or they should use their time a certain way. And as I'm listening to you, Sharon, what's so funny is I still remember when you were writing your book. And you posted like all of your post-it notes because you are very organized and structured. Mm -hmm. And yet what I see is I think you do so great at practicing your energy management. That's kind of how I like talk about it in, in the collective. Right. And I think that, I think you already learned that before coming in. And I think that's a practice that you have. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. I have to, because otherwise you know, I'm stuck either in my recliner or on the sofa and I don't, I don't want to live there. I want to, you know, be outside. I want to enjoy the outdoors. I want to enjoy the time with my dogs. I want to enjoy the people that I'm coaching and, you know, some of the other things that I do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. So yeah, I think, you know, your business, you have your book, which is super amazing. And it was a, it did hit bestseller status. We have it to did. Sure people know this. <laughs> yeah, I got the, I got the little gold medal on here. The seal, I love it. So awesome. And, um, it's just been really fun to see you create that product that has your powerful message in it and to be able to see you using it in your business to help people. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the part of the reason why I wrote this book was, um, a couple of reasons. First, I know that a lot of people who are chronically ill, they might not have the funds for coaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they could buy well the book at 99 cents, or I think now it's $4.99 um, mm-hmm. on Kindle, or they can, you know, buy the, the paperback and they have a guide and mm-hmm. they can start applying and start feeling better. And, you know, maybe then start a, a part-time job. I just feel like I could, I could, um, impact more people. And then for me, I think it was a part of me learning to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It was a part of me to um, use my voice Mm -hmm. in my way. Mm -hmm. You know, I came from an academic background where you had to write a specific way Mm -hmm. uh, and it was actually rather dry, which is why I didn't add like a lot of citations and a lot of science. I wanted it to be a, a fairly easy read, let you know about the science behind chronic fatigue. 
So it was a fantastic exercise for me because I had to get through, break through an awful lot. Um, mm-hmm. For one was actually writing it because I had, you know, the inner critic, you're not writing it right. You know, mm-hmm. doing it well, or, you know, seeing the, the murder scene on, on my drafts from, from people, mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of, a lot of work, a lot. I did a lot of tapping around it and, mm-hmm. and processed all that emotion that was literally mm-hmm. everything stuck here. Mm-hmm. And I actually wrote about it in the book where, you know, I, I, I de- described it as like a champagne bottle right here. And the cork mm. was preventing me from saying things the way I wanted to say it. Mm. But yeah. then as I tapped, that cork popped and then all the sparkle, all the words came through. And literally after that happened, the words flowed, the book flowed. I went mm. back and rewrote some, some parts of it. It just flowed. It was just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Such an amazing experience. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And I love that. It's true. I think when you have a book, you can help you can reach a lot more people in a unique way. And I just Mm -hmm. love that. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know for the coaches listening, what would you say has been your biggest lesson learned in building your business? Really just, just be where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can use the people around you for not really comparison because you compare and you despair because you're not where they are and you get where they started from. Use them for inspiration. Mm, mm-hmm. I like how they coach, or I like how they have this program set up. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something I can do in the future and put that aside, but stay where you are and constrain. We, I think we tend to, and I did this too in the beginning. I was consuming so many, so much mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Follow what resonates with you, follow what your instinct tells you. It's going to work for you because every business looks different, runs differently and doing it your way is really the best way. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned through the coaching collective. You know, I can do it my way, not one size fits all. That's right. And I was thinking about that when you said, you know, the whole compare and despair of these people are further along than me. And I think also it can be comparing and thinking you should just be a little different than you are, right? Like that's right, a yeah. better way to be, a better way to coach, a better way to do a business, but it's not true actually at all. No, it isn't. Yeah. And I have I have actually found by just being me has yeah. attracted the right people and it's easier. I don't it's, I don't waste the energy trying to be like like someone else. Yes, yes. It's so funny. I remember I was talking to my um, awesome Instagram partner one day. And we were talking about sort of, you know, branding or whatever. And she's like, you know, you, you're kind of your brand. And I thought, oh, good. Cause I think I'm pretty good at being me. <laughs> so, so that's a relief. I can do that. Right. Exactly. So anyway, yeah. Okay. Um, I also would love to know what has been the most beneficial thing that you've done? And maybe it's your book. Maybe you've already talked about it, but for your business, oh. what's the most beneficial thing you've done in building your business? Actually, I think it's thinking outside the box, the book. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also not relying on just like one tool or, or mm-hmm. one method. Working with the Optimum Health Clinic really opened my eyes to a lot of therapeutic tools Mm-hmm. that are also so helpful in transformation because mm-hmm. it was some of those tools that helped me to um, 
create my business the way I'm creating them, uh, creating it, and to write the book uh, and just feel great, feel great where I am in my life and, and how I feel and in, in managing my energy. And, and I think it's like coming home to yourself is, mm-hmm. I don't, it, it just feels really good to just be who I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what I hear is almost like opening up to so many things, so many views, so many people and always being true to you. Exactly. And yeah. I think another piece that really helped me, the Optimum Health Health Clinic, but also I dabbled in, in human design. Mm-hmm. So when I read, I pulled my chart and read, you know, I'm a projector, I'm a one-four projector, which means I do a lot of research. I do a lot of learning, but also as a projector, it's, it's waiting for invitations. So my book is a way to give an offering and then have people invite me to help them. It's just fascinating how looking at that design, I can go, yes, that's me. Yes, that's me. Mm -hmm. So that it's actually given, given me extra permission to rest when I need to rest Mm -hmm. and to ask for help because that's not an easy thing for me to ask for help. I always Mm -hmm. have to do it on my own. Mm -hmm. So I think looking at those pieces, including you know, the, the other life coaching tools that I have just have really been impactful for me. Yeah. I love that because you're really, I mean, part of what was the most beneficial for you was understanding yourself better. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like we think, right. Well, it was this marketing thing. It was this funnel. It was this thing, but understanding yourself is really the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Because then that's what you project out to the world. And yes. people, people are coming for you. They're yes. not necessarily coming because you have a fancy ad or, you know, fancy pictures and stuff like that. They want you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I got one more question for you. All righty. <laughs> what advice would you have for other coaches building their business? One step at a time. Mm. Yes. And if it doesn't feel right, then it probably isn't right. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. rush the process. You know, little little um, stepping stones. Mm-hmm. Create little stepping stones to get you toward where you want to go. Mm-hmm. I love it. And all the other advice too here. Yeah. Just all right Stay in the offline more. <laughs> yeah, spend a lot of time with those feelings. Yes, yes. All right, Sharon, well, tell anything else you want to say, or especially tell everyone where they can find you, how they can connect with you. Great. Yeah. So right now I'm actually doing a six week book club study. So you can go to Facebook and it's teen conversation, tired yet wired book study club. You can sign up there, or I can, I can give you a a separate link that people can, can, sorry to interrupt. We'll put the link in the show notes for sure. So all of you listening, there'll be a link there. Perfect. I've already done session one, but we have five more weeks where I am going through sections of my book and I'm talking about them and you can ask questions and I'll, I'll answer those. So I have the book club study going on right now. You can also find me on my website, SharonWyrant.com. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Sharon Wyrant Coaching. Awesome. 
awesome. So any of you that have ever experienced or are experiencing chronic fatigue or any in that anything in that realm or people that they know, I think everyone knows someone who's struggling with. Yes, that. I think so. It's yeah. it's pretty common, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Sharon, thank you so much. You're, You're amazing. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's, al- it's always fun to talk with you. Yes. So good. Okay. Well, I will see you. Maybe we'll have you on again sometime. Who knows? Wonderful. Thank (laughs) you so much. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. You can check out www.thecoachingcollective.com for info about the ultimate program for coaches building a business. To find out more about Molly, you can visit www.mollyclaire.com.